Hi. How's it going? Pretty good. I was just thinking randomly. Yeah. Naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever dated a lesbian? <laughs> I, I, have, I can honestly say I have not. You have not? Oh. Well, I have. Ben and JJ, coming at you with wisdom from the Bible and beyond. This is Dummies with Wisdom. And welcome back to another episode of Dummies (laughs) with Wisdom. Um, As a matter of fact, I've actually uh, unashamedly... (laughs) dated two at this point that's really, for uh, really you're unashamed at that story. one <laughs> i will it's it's not it wasn't my fault so i'm not claiming uh, i don't know it's just but didn't they go after it, each other then <laughs> uh, well no they no they didn't go after each other they there was there was a third not that i dated <laughs> but th- th- those two went after and that's how we all found out it's it's a whole big thing, but anyway, welcome back to the show. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so are you talking about dating today? Kind of. <laughs> I don't know how to how to come out of that one. In a sense. <laughs> so after that great introduction, our uh, our first question today, uh, we're going to talk about uh, uh, purity culture. Uh, Hunter wrote in on Facebook. Um, what are our thoughts on purity culture and is it borderline damaging to people? I think, we, I think we need to just set it at, at the outset that there's two, there's two, um, there's two understandings when you say purity culture, depending on your, especially your church background, even just your potentially political, um, leanings. Uh, the, when we say purity culture, there's probably one of two things that come to mind. There's either just the, like the, uh, understanding of, you know abstinence and uh, modesty or if you lean or if you go f- further conservative it's to the extent of um in my opinion just blowing everything out of proportion where it's like it, i mean essentially like making women dress like they're from the middle east because sure. of modesty's st- modest modest because of modesty's sake There's those two different understandings, and I think we can just hit both of those pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, oh, I think I, just I, the, let me let me interject here. Um, when I googled purity culture to see uh, what the general public would understand it as, uh, I found mm-hmm. an article that um, lists the beliefs that are associated with ab- with uh, with purity culture, and one of them is of abstinence. And it says you should abstain from sex until your wedding night, at which at which time you will turn into a mind blowing sex machine. Nice. They must be reading the Message Bible. I, I, they must be. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Or the uh, or the Passion Translation. That, that that's probably true. Actually, that's that's probably actually the really yeah, yeah, yeah. really what they're doing. <laughs> that was Song of Solomon's one one. <laughs> um, but yeah, with both of those. Uh, kind of both scenarios that we were talking about i think 
the biggest thing that the commonality between them is still that like scripture is scripture but i think so often not even in this realm that we're talking about just the interpretation and the teaching of it uh can just be sometimes at at some point there's gonna be some sort of level of bias that's gonna be taught like whether i'm reading it and trying to like communicate what it is that i'm gleaning from there will be some sort of worldview that i'm talking that through so yeah i think whether we're talking from like you know the super uber conservative um aspects of purity culture or whether it's just um you know minor misunderstandings of how we understand we're supposed to walk in this area of life i think both of those it ends up having to come back to what is it that we understand about the lord how are we growing in the lord and let that influence our understanding of that of purity in and of itself yeah and not just reading the black and white and saying hey okay you know can't have you know sex before marriage and i can't do this i can't do that like i think that's the complete wrong way to look at it yeah because if something if you how do i want to say this i'll just go for it if you were to screw up in this area and plenty of people have me and you have had our ups and downs in this area yeah plenty up plenty um so if we understand the heart of the lord and we're actually growing in him overall in our overall um like as we should be yeah as we should be learning with him and growing in him as believers then we can slide the purity into that aspect it's not like we ha- it has to be this drawn out thing where we're pulling god into our dating life or our marriage life or whatever it is i think we bring that into that's in into the sphere that god is in already and allow him to work through that and then that's when there are when it's good and bad i think both times but especially I think we, we're going to feel the bad stuff more when the bad stuff comes up, whether it's, you know, us or just circumstance in general, that we're going to understand what, what those boundaries are, but we're going to understand why, yeah. at least to a certain extent, you know, we're going to understand why they're there. We're going to have grace for ourselves. We're going to have grace for our partner. We have grace for our friends who are walking through those things. So I think that's also extremely important to introduce into this conversation. So really to sum up what you said then, we, we agree with the the main points of like the purity culture teaching. We just yeah. don't agree with how it's presented typically. Because I mean purity right. culture in itself is essentially, you know, modesty and um, you know, sexual morality. Right. Not immorality. That would be kind of uh, <laughs> counterintuitive. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but like we like we agree with those, like Paul says to flee from sexual immorality. And I mean it it, it's, it's just straight up biblical like it, it is but with what you said it's not so much purity for purity's sake it's purity for you know yeah. in, as like a sanctification essentially right like, and i mean it's it's not it's not like the the end all sin either and i think that's the other no, part yeah. of it and you kind of hit on that talking about with with grace and everything where we act like that like that's one of the huge end all sins and like it is a big sin and that's why paul says that's why Paul says to flee from it yeah. rather than, you know, just don't do it like everything right. else because there's so much more there. Right. And there's this, um, this like opening of yourself either to someone or something even yeah. that takes something away from you. And that's, I, I mean, mean, Paul, that essentially Paul says that I could have just read that verse <laughs> where no, he but, says, uh, 
that that like the other other sins you commit out outside the body, mm-hmm. but sexual sins are essentially within the body or right. something. Yeah, Close enough along, the line, <laughs> along those lines. Um, but even like sure, like Paul takes it to that extent for sin, but just sin in general, like the whole reason god hates sin is he can't be in the presence of it thus if he can't be in the presence of that sin it inevitably is going to harm us right no matter what scale of sin we're talking about like we are harmed and we are not better off because of that right and so then when you put that back into so much of this purity aspect and how we're supposed to live is just such it's driven by emotions and passion. And that's really where we get ourselves in trouble. Um, but I think there's so much there's when you start understanding the, the heart of the Lord and how he really wants things, how things should mesh, like everything that we've been looking for, obviously, I mean, this is how many times we've heard this message, but like that, ultimately he's got something that is going to fulfill that area perfectly but then even more so that's just another example of how much we're going to be fulfilled in him eventually right so as as far as the other side the ultra conservative side i think we would both say that generally speaking we we disagree with that Mm -hmm. um there's there's something to be said about uh modesty and women because men are visual creatures i mean i don't need to go into all that everybody knows that that but there's there is there's responsibility on both sides there and that's where i would maybe lean a little bit more towards that that side now not not to the extent of like you know you can't show off your elbows but at uh <laughs> but there but there is something to say about like that that women have a biblical responsibility to dress modestly to essentially not to not like cause the attention i guess and it's on men to not give the attention, whether okay. like whether or not, and the, on and on, on both sides, there's like guys are gonna look at everything always, and that's not on women, right? And it's also on men to not look at anything and everything, even if the <laughs> woman is dressing immodestly, right? But I I think it's I think it's a huge failure to put the bulk of that weight on either side, I think it's essentially pretty dead even. I mean, it's it's a 50-50 thing where each side has should be doing what they ought to be doing. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a big difference between, you know, dressing or doing something to be, uh, I don't know, to be, what's the word? Not to, not to like necessarily grab attention, but like you are, yeah, I don't know if I like this either, but like dressing to impress a little bit. I think both yeah. both sides do that. Um, and like there's, you know, there's certain contexts that like, okay, you're going to dress a certain way in this context and you're going to dress another way in this context. But to, I think what most often happens is we do, we just naturally like to skirt that line of what is probably allowed. Um, yeah. And I think, I think more so like, yeah, like to your point, like, yeah, of course we don't want to, I don't know, I hate using the phrase because it's so overused, but making someone stumble because of like how we are dressing, I think guys and girls, but 
I think even more so you take that to the next level of what is the image that we want to carry as believers and it's not and I think again like to think in a sense of and I think even when people teach on this and the the super uber conservative side they pound this down people's throat not even the whole framework in mind of again we are trying to be image bearers bearers for Christ we're trying to be ambassadors for Christ and so how do we meet that end and I think that's what the heart of it you know that's what's always going to fuel our action that's what's going to fuel our outward appearance like it's always going to start with the inward and that's going to flow into the outward of okay you know should I wear this should I act like this should I say these things should I um you know I think uh when I when the question was brought up to my my mind I went straight to like almost like flirtatious type of um talk you know which is you know whatever like flirting is flirting i've been told that i'm kind of like naturally flirty which i would i don't think i'm that great at but apparently like i don't know like naturally like apparently naturally you're, it's just i have this you're, like you're naturally flirty you're yeah, just you're, it's not you're not not like for the sense of right. flirting you just are <laughs> right and so like in that sense i'm like i mean the couple of times i've seen I can't you try to be it. flirty you're terrible at it oh dude i'm <laughs> when you're not trying whole, you're great <laughs> I feel like that's like just universal across like I think you say that about almost anything. Like if you're trying at something. But yeah, so basically some just to sum all that up, like what we what we do, it's it shouldn't be necessarily in the forefront of again, like a I shouldn't do this because I think it's more of it starts again with how do I want to present myself to the Lord in this environment? How am I going and some and I like 100% it's for a lot of people that might be a, on the bigger side of a sacrifice. I know for me and you, that's for one word dudes growing up in more conservative environments. That's not really something hard to like wrap our minds around. I know dudes right. who didn't grow up in the church and that's a huge issue, even on the flirtatious side. Like they're trying to be, they're trying to be the believers that they've, they're starting to understand of and like they're starting to understand our God yeah. more and but like they just they want to be this other thing that's who they were you know before christ um whether it's the way they act or dress and then you know girls on the same side i think that's a much bigger i think that's a much bigger deal on their side like to what you're talking about that they have to face a little more every day especially just in culture the instagram spitting. age yeah just you know i think culture spits it at them a little bit more and honestly i mean they're definitely the more like better looking sex in my opinion so gender excuse me <laughs> For the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that should really be our mindset with any sin is that we don't we don't not sin to not sin. We try not to sin because we try to live righteously. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like there there is a sense of what can't I do to live righteously? Yeah. And I think, you know, because if 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 the floodgates are open and we can just do anything we want under the guise of we want to live like Jesus, then I mean that's like the, that's the point of the Old Testament laws to show us how deep sin is. Mm. And but again, like like you said, like it, it, you, we can't teach it in a way, or even just personally understand it in a way that it's all about not being dirty in order to be pure. Yeah. The point is that like purity falls under righteousness. Impurity falls under sin. Yeah. And we want to live in a righteous way. 
And so it's like you said, it's 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 the reverse side of it. It's coming from God to the sin or potential of sin. Yeah. Rather than from the sin to God. Right. Man, that's very uh, heretical if you take that out of context. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but, but I think I think a big point I think a big point too to make with purity culture in in the church is that it is often taught terribly. I've yeah. I've never really heard it taught all that wonderfully. Uh, even even the better ones I still would say aren't great. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is we um, going back to that line from the uh, that website about the raging sex machine. Mm-hmm. Like that's uh, but that's honestly how like a lot of churches teach it, where it's like that's bad, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad, and then they expect uh, on your wedding night for you to like flip the switch. Yeah. And ev- like everything is now okay. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, obviously I know where they're where they're going at with that, but when you are so bent on the don't do these things, yeah. that rather than I mean. We we teach it from the angle of when it's a sin, right? We and even even when you try not, even when I've heard pastors try not to, they still do. It's it's never like a actual celebrated thing. It's like a caveat in the sermon of like, hey, but this is all great when you're married, right? It's it's so driven home of don't do these things that that we we kind of we just create this whole terrible culture that honestly just drives people to have sex and to do anything and everything yeah because we're so terrible at teaching it Mm -hmm. and even like drawing that line of what's okay and what's not okay but 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 we don't we like we're we're so bad at even like drawing that line of and there's no there's no like fine line in between like this is the point where it hits sin but there's some stuff like I mean, people disagree, but kissing somebody is not sexually immoral. Is not inherently sexually immoral. Right. You can make anything sexually immoral if you try. I mean, yeah. But that, I, like that, that is that in itself is is in my opinion is per, is perfectly fine. Generally speaking. Yeah. You know, having sex is clearly not okay, biblically speaking. Right. But we but we, have, again, we as like Christians why, have done you know? so terrible. Right. But we as Christians have done so terrible, or we maybe not just. Well, as Christians, but especially teachers and preachers have done so terribly, and even in our own understandings as well, where like what is, what is clearly okay, what's clearly not okay. Yeah. Now, when we're in this gray area in the middle, then that means that that it's probably like, don't go near the gray area. Right. But like that's you, like there's there's stuff. Where is your heart? <laughs> <laughs> exactly though. Like that's exactly right. Honestly, like wh- yeah. like you could. You can turn a kiss, yeah, um, into a sin. Yeah, you can you can hug somebody and turn Absolutely. it into a sin. Yeah, I mean, for crying out loud, you look at somebody sinfully half the time. Yeah, as a guy, mm-hmm. so it's it's where is your heart? And I mean, it comes down. That's where I like think, all sin comes down to. And but right, but I think that goes in, or not that it goes into, but like that speaks a lot to like that second part of the question of is purity culture harmful? And I'd say because of that reason, it 100% is, is because that's what our, like we're having this conversation because of purity culture, because of this was like at one point our understanding. And at least in my life, this is like what I would revert back to. Like if I need to remind myself of like God's grace 
or like the truths of yeah. God's word and why I'm living my life a certain way so that I don't go down this checklist of, okay, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this. But in even into that context where you're talking about with like us even looking at someone wrong, I think that's that is literally there because we have been taught a certain way and that's how we think. So yeah. then it's like, oh, I can't look at a girl that way, but then like what else are you gonna think about, you know? Like, it's like the, don't think of anything. Well, okay, well, now I'm definitely thinking of literally everything, you know? Like, it's that whole yeah. conundrum. And so I think taking the, or it's like trying to, it's trying to, it's, you have like a, like a huge, um, you like have an area of stuff and it's like, okay, you know, you can touch everything, but don't touch that one. And like, you know, you put a big old circle around it and arrows to remind yourself, hey, don't touch that. Of course, you're going to want to touch that one. Like, your, or just all like of a your wet attention. paint sign. What? Like a wet paint sign. Yeah, exactly. And so like... Or like when you go to a Mexican restaurant and they say, be careful, the plate is hot. You have to touch the plate and see if it's really that hot. <laughs> I mean, it's true though. <laughs> but I think that, that might be like what I'm trying to say is like, we put so much attention on this one aspect as young believers and like young people growing up. Like this is the one thing that everyone wants to like hone in on. And while it is, right. of course, important, so much attention is put on it. I think it reframes our mind. It does the almost the opposite effect. And that's why I think purity culture in and of itself is so harmful, which is why, why I love when I see actual church leaders and parents and families. And um, I've seen teenagers, you know, just do this well, is that the focus isn't on that aspect. It's not on purity. It's not on how I right. should live my life. It's or it's not on how I should live my life in this way. It's how do I live my life with Christ, and when the you know when it comes up and when you have to deal with it and when you're thinking about those things, then it's applied better, not necessarily correctly, but better yeah. at at the very least. Right. Well, I'm even just practically thinking of of, of guys and well, like married couples that I know that one or both of them were you know immoral or maybe just terribly sexually immoral before they were married yeah. or before they were a christian maybe is better to say either either way either way i mean i've heard those people those people i've I, like those are the people who well not no i'm not encouraging this but like the people that have gone through that yeah are and came back to you know grace yeah are a lot stronger christians yeah. than those who are living in this purity culture of you know if you wear pants as a female, you're sinning. And like there, and I think that says a lot about purity cultures in that, that yeah. it's that when, because purity culture is never alone. It's, right. it's, yep. it's that whole mm -hmm. purity culture is part of a culture. It's not, yeah. it isn't the culture itself, but it's, it's into this whole legalistic. That's, that's the culture that purity culture typically is, is within. Yeah. And so it's, it's going to create, a legalistic mentality mm -hmm. which is just a legalistic mentality will never be on fire for god and right. for the kingdom or no. anything because it's too busy looking at the sin rather than the sinner i mean that's what christ came to abolish that that right. whole mindset that was the whole reason he came because that's mm -hmm. what the faith was and it all led to the fact that it was all one day going to be fulfilled in christ and we're no longer have to do that and i think that's what's so 
I don't want to say sad because I like I get it and like I don't have the answers for it either. But like we as you know, 21st century believers, it's pretty sad that we that are that for the most part, like what you said, the stronger believers tend to be people who have walked literally, like literally walked through the fire of their own issues. You know, not necessarily right. like you know outside influences. It's usually been their own self-centeredness and hard-heartedness that has led them to a better place with the lord and i don't know if that's necessarily how it has to be you know i think we again i don't have necessarily it doesn't the answer have to be but it but then you look will it will create a better uh, stronger faith because you fully understand grace and forgiveness this, and this goes back to like we've had a lot of podcasts on like us not wanting to just hold back be like from situations but just because we're scared to like screw up and that's not to say that I'm just going to go out and needlessly sin for the sake of sinning or for the sake of, well, yeah. oh, this is going to make me a better believer. But to live, again, to live our life in the big picture of what Christ has done for us with that understanding and having the trust of, okay, I'm going to let this flow through my life, knowing that we're going to have these screw ups, no matter how big or how small. And then no, no matter how big or small, we're going to learn from it and allow yeah. those to be allow the lord to make those building blocks that we can build upon and i think that's the message when you put that into purity into the purity realm i think that starts to eliminate some of that the negative the negative parts of like purity culture and like the actual topic of it yeah yeah i agree so so in other words just to to answer the question straight up is purity culture damaging to people yes is the teaching that abstinence and sexual immorality is wrong true yes but we need to teach it better and teach it from a different perspective starting with grace not starting with Mm. condemnation absolutely so thanks hunter for uh writing in uh good question and uh nice (laughs) be pure (laughs) (laughs) catch you next time Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this podcast of Dummies with Wisdom. To give us comments, ask questions, or submit pictures of other dummies you find in the wild, email us at dummieswithwisdom at outlook.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dummieswithwisdom. 